This is Saving Grace, Living in Light of God's Love, a podcast ministry brought to you by Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. Hello, I'm Carmen Pate. I'm your host for today's podcast. We're so glad you've tuned in. In recent weeks, we've talked about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But you know, the story is far from over. In fact, Christ has ascended. Now, the question is, where did he go? And what is he doing there? And more importantly, is he coming back? Well, if so, then how should that knowledge affect my daily life now? Well, today's podcast presents good news for believers in Jesus Christ. And back with us today to search the scriptures is Mark Ray. Welcome back, Mark. Thank you, Carmen. Mark has a substantial history with Grace School of Theology, including being an original Board of Trustee member and primary advisor from earliest days. He holds a Master of Biblical Studies from Dallas Theological Seminary and a Master of Divinity from Grace School of Theology. He served churches as an associate pastor and as a lead pastor. He served as COO of a major evangelistic ministry. We're most excited to announce that Mark Ray is now the new Vice President of Community Development here at Grace. He will also serve as the Executive Director for the Center for Grace, a new institute that will soon be launched. And we're going to be telling you more about that in future programs. So we're so excited to have Mark with us as he has a passion for training and discipleship and loves the Lord Jesus. So Mark, again, so good to have you back with us. I think we should start by really setting the stage, if you will, for what has transpired uh, these, these 40 days since Christ was risen. He's appeared, he's taught, he's, he's done these things, but then he's going to ascend. So it kind of sets a stage for where we are in the story. The, the, to set that stage, excuse me, for yes. uh, it's kind of a hard question to enter Jump into, into right. uh, because so much has happened. He's resurrected. We've looked in the past um, at personal encounters that he's had. We've looked at the past in what's begun to occur after the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And we as believers love to talk about the resurrected Christ. But there's a 40-day window here that Jesus has not done. He's not done teaching. He's not done mentoring. He's not done coming alongside. But he's also not done setting up the eyewitness accounts for his resurrection. So when you get to uh, the gospel accounts, you get a little bit of that at the end of the gospel accounts, but you really don't until you get into the book of Acts. And Acts really records for us the last words of Jesus for his disciples. You'll be my witnesses in Judea, uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. It gives us the command to go be my witnesses. Yes. It gives us the really the, the push aside to questions the disciples had and really a focus on their ministry, mm. which is the ministry of the expansion of the kingdom. Yes. But what it really sets up is, I'm getting ready to leave, <laughs> yes. which he's told them he's going to do. But it's now I've trained you, I've mm-hmm. equipped you, and now I'm releasing you. Mm. So there's been a tremendous number of things that happened. You get to Paul's account of this where he says, Here's what Christ actually did for us. And then he was seen by these people and these people and these people, even to 500 people on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. Yes. 
So there's a tremendous amount that Christ accomplishes in a very short window of time before he ascends. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> One of the difficult things that happens in the ascension is the question, why leave them? And he, yeah. he's going to answer that question because what he's going to tell them ultimately is a good thing that I go. And you would think to yourself, why? Why is that good? It, it's been good that you were here. We'd kind of uh -huh. like you to hang around. And if you were mm -hmm. a disciple, I'm sure you're thinking, oh. There's so much more I want to learn. There's so much more you have to teach me. Mm -hmm. So the setup for all of this and for the ascension is that Christ has now completed the work on the cross. Mm -hmm. It's finished. He's now completed the preparatory work for his ascension in 40 days. And now he's ascending. What next? Mm -hmm. That's kind of the setup that we get coming yes. from a number of different passages out of not only Acts, but Hebrews and a number of different places. Yes, and I love the emphasis that you personally put on the ascension. And, and I think as we've talked off the air, uh, you don't hear it talked about from the pulpit much these days. And it's such so important for our lives as believers on earth sure. now. And especially here in the Western yes. world, what we get a tremendous amount of is our focus on Easter, mm -hmm. death, burial, resurrection, and yeah. this answer. He is risen. Yes. There is a there is a post Easter reality, mm -hmm. and that is yes, he's risen, but he's also ascended. Yeah. And that's where he is now. Yes. He's not just the risen Christ. Uh -huh. He is the ascended Christ. And what does that mean to us? Yes. That's that's the present reality of where we are. Yes, it truly is. <clears throat> Let's just take that word ascension. Yeah. Sure. Hey, there are some who go, okay, now I don't really believe that he went up into the clouds. Talk about the ascension, what we mean when we say that. Um, <laughs> let me just take a little bit from the book of yeah. Acts. Now, when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, Behold, two men stood before them in white apparel. He literally went up. He literally ascended, which is what that word means. Yes. He literally went up. And, and in actuality, in, in the theological viewpoint, he actually reclaimed his position prior to him coming to earth. Mm, so he yes. reestablishes his position seated at the right hand of God. Right. God gives him all authority. We see this at the end of the book of Matthew. He has all authority in heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. He now has ascended to his rightful place. But now he's ascended having completed the will of the Father. Yeah. So it's, it's the exclamation point, yes, to his finished work on earth, but it's the beginning of what life with Christ is going to look like uh, from here on out. Yes. So, and, and that affects all of us. It does. Exciting, exciting stuff. Well, you know, it's been an emotional roller coaster of sorts. <laughs> if you remember the disciples, when you think about it, I mean, here they thought Christ, first of all, had come uh, to set up the kingdom, but he was crucified. Then their joy is restored when they realize he's risen again. And then what does he do? He leaves. <laughs> so, Instead of instead of, of setting up his kingdom again, he's taken up in the clouds. You mentioned these two men in white that came. What encouragement did they offer to the disciples at this point? Well, I <clears throat> I, I don't want to look at this with a hint of sarcasm, but right. let me but let me say there is almost a hint of sarcasm yeah. to their statement. Here's what they say: Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who is taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Here's what I, this is the Mark Ray paraphrase on that statement. <laughs> okay. Why are you looking up there? 
He's already told you what he's going to do. Mm. He's already told you what he wants you to do. Why are you standing around? Why are you not getting after what he commanded you to do? Which mm -hmm. we look earlier in Acts 1 8. Yeah. Go be my witnesses. Yes. Why are you standing here staring? Because he told you he's coming back. Right. But he's given you, while you're waiting for him to return, he's given you a charge. Yeah. Go. You have your marching orders. Why Go. are you standing here? Why are you standing here? That's, that's the phrase uh, I get. But they give yes. them a tremendous amount yes. of comfort by saying, this is what he told you. Yeah. Here's the truth. You've now seen it. Mm -hmm. He's going to come back, and he's told you that. Mm -hmm. Now, none of us know when he's coming back. Mm -hmm. And in that time period while you're waiting, what are you going to do with that time? Mm. Wow. Our challenge to you is go do what he told you to do. Yes. Be my witnesses. Yes, yes. Well, so, so they have actually seen a, a physical event, historical yes. event that happened, was witnessed. And the beauty of it, excuse me for yes, interrupting, but yes. the beauty of it is we have an eyewitness account to that. Mm -hmm. So your question of, did it really happen? Yeah. We have recorded accounts. In fact, you see in, in Peter, mm -hmm. Peter's account, I saw him do this. You saw, I saw it. Yeah. So, so we, have, we have the written record, wow. the historical account. I'm sorry, I didn't mean no, to No, no, no. I'm glad you, glad you clarified that. And, and, it, and obviously, the ascension did change the disciples. They, they thought, whoa, yeah, i got to go and do something. Yes. So it did change them. So let's talk about because it, it really there was a change beyond maybe even what they were thinking at the moment. So let's talk about that change. Where is Christ and how is that changing now? What the disciples can do and what we can do. Sure. Um, it's, it, it is why I think we hear Jesus say, it's good for you that I go. And again, you would be thinking to yourself, wait a minute, we get a chance to walk with you, we get a chance to talk with you, we get a chance to, to experience life with you, for you to unfold the scriptures for us. Well, we got that chance, 12 guys got that chance. We don't. Yeah. Any believer after those 12 guys didn't. Right. 12 guys did. But Jesus says, it's good that I go because when I go, I can send you the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Now each one of us as believers in Jesus Christ have the indwelling Holy Spirit and have Christ in us. Yeah. So first of all, if he doesn't do that, we can't have that experience. Mm -hmm. Second of all, if he doesn't do that, we can't have the Holy Spirit because he can't send him. If he doesn't ascend, then he also doesn't place, take his rightful throne, which by the way, his rightful throne was not walking as a man on this earth, it is as part of the Trinity. The Son of God is part of the Trinity, which is where he reigns from today. How does it affect us today? He reigns, and he reigns with all the power and the authority that God has given him from before time to now. Mm -hmm. And he has given us the Holy Spirit as the proof, not only of his mm -hmm. resurrection, but of his ascension, yes. and as the guiding power in our life to train us, to teach us, to move mm -hmm. us, to grow us up into Christ-likeness. Yes. which is what we're, we're actually creating that image in the first place. Exactly. So we get all of that mm. as a byproduct yes. of the ascension. Wow. Those don't happen without it. That's no. why, that's why I, yeah. I think we miss, we miss the importance of the ascension when we stop with, he's the resurrected Christ. Is mm -hmm. he? No question about yeah. it. Yeah. But if we don't move him to the ascension, mm -hmm. then we don't complete what he completed and that was he's reigning from where he's supposed to be reigning. He's given us the Holy Spirit. We now, he's now able to accomplish much more than he could accomplish as the God-man with the limitations of man. That mm -hmm. limitation's gone right. because we have the Holy Spirit. Yes. 
Yes, powerful stuff. Uh, Garrett Scott Dawson says, the ascended Jesus is the reigning Jesus. And we, when we think about what Christ's reign means to believers today, you've mentioned, you know, just that, that power we have because of the Holy Spirit in us. But also the thing, one of the things that just touches my heart is the fact that Christ is interceding for us. Mm -hmm. uh, only Christ can do that. You know, we, we can only come to the Father through, through Christ. So uh, talk about how... Uh, that reality um, uh, is 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 something that we should not take for granted, and how that is is transforming in itself. Sure, because he sent you the Holy Spirit, who resides in you. Who is the one who's responsible of the Trinity to grow you and shape you and mold you into the person of Jesus Christ? Yes, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Yes, that's who's been sent. So who knows in me what needs to happen? The third member of the Trinity. Right. The one who has the power and the authority to transform me into the image of Christ. So what Christ actually did from that reigning position was give the Holy Spirit his marching orders, which was given a long time ago as the will of the Father. Right. Given the marching orders to indwell us, to work with us, with mm -hmm. power, with authority, to mold us and shape us into the image of Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. which is the image we're supposed to have in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's really to to mold and shape us into the holiness that we achieved from Christ because of his work on the cross. Yes, yes. So we're actually working with the, with the Holy Spirit in tandem with the Holy Spirit to become who we already are in Christ. Who we already are. And that could never have happened mm -hmm. if he hadn't ascended yes. and sent the Holy Spirit. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, Dave Anderson often says that the hardest thing for an unbeliever to grasp is that Christ died for them. And the hardest thing for a believer to grasp is that Christ lives in them and through them. Uh, the, we, we've talked about how the Holy Spirit makes that possible from the moment we believe. Mm -hmm. But why is it so difficult for us to grasp that truth, that Mark? Well, I think there's a, there's a reality to us being human. And it is that we live in a concrete world. The Holy Spirit is part of a spiritual world that in actuality is more real than our real world. Yes, yes. But it takes a combination of faith, and it's a faith in an unseen, though experienced, world. Mm -hmm. It's also a relationship. Those two things we love, I'm sorry to put it this way, we love concrete. Give me something to hold and touch and see and feel. Mm -hmm. That's why the, the, the apostles had such a hard time, because they could touch and see and hold and hug exactly. Jesus. Yeah. But Jesus says, I'm going. Mm -hmm. I'm going, and it's a good thing, because you're now going to get something that's far more powerful, not powerful than Jesus, but powerful right. than you, right. in the third member of the Trinity, the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. It's difficult for us because that's something that's indwelling. That's mm -hmm. something that we have to rely on by faith. That's something yes. that we have to grow in by yielding to the Holy Spirit that, that's there. Yes. The beauty of the ascended Christ is it's a constant reminder that we have the Spirit, mm -hmm. a constant reminder of the desire of the Father for us to become more like Christ, mm -hmm. and we have indwelling us the very power of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit indwelling us so that we can now do what Christ has asked us to do. Yes. Let me give you a quick example. Mm -hmm. In John 13, Jesus says this. He's in the upper room. Mm -hmm. And he says, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And the whole world will know you're my disciples if you have love for one another. 
What we never realize is that his command to us is to have a perfect love. Mm. Now think about it. Love one another. And the twist from the Old Testament, love the Lord your God and your neighbors yourself, the twist right. here is, as I have, so loved, I have you. loved you. That's a perfect love. Agape love. Even, even beyond that, and I'm yeah. going to say it this way, it is agape because yeah. it's selfless and sacrificial, mm -hmm. but it is a Christ love. Mm -hmm. Love as I have loved you perfectly. Now, let's be honest. Can any <laughs> of us love perfectly? No, no. He then takes John 13, John 14, John 15, John 16, and even into John 17 to explain everything that we have been provided with to be able to be obedient to that one command, to love one another. None of that occurs, Carmen, unless he has ascended because he gives us now the indwelling spirit, his spirit. He gives us the Father. He even gives us the, the promise of a future place for us for eternity, a heavenly yes. citizenship. Yes. He gives us time and time again in those, in those uh, five chapters all of the things that God says, here's what I'm going to provide for you in order for you to be able to hold true to this one commandment, to love each other. Mm. Why is it so important? It's so important because that's what he commands us to do. That's what our life is to be about. And God has provided all of these resources for us to use. Mm -hmm. Is it difficult? Yes. Yes. Because we're being asked to love perfectly. And Jesus knew how hard that was going to be, which is why he gives us so many resources to, at our disposal to be able to, including himself. Including, including himself. What more could he give? Yes. Agreed. <laughs> so we have incredible untapped most of the time power most of the time <laughs> to help us every moment of the day so what would you say if you were going to sum it up in a in a phrase what is god's purpose in giving us this supernatural power and i think you said it but let's reinforce well I, I, here's the way i like to say it god has provided us everything we need mm -hmm. to be who we were created to be period that being who we were created to be is actually the image of Christ. Yes. Holy, righteous, mm -hmm. uh, living, walking, talking, breathing followers of Jesus Christ. Yes. He gave us that for a purpose that expands his kingdom here. And for you and for me as believers in Jesus Christ, it is all about what we do now that matters for all of for eternity. eternity. That's very significant because mm -hmm. as we grow in Christ, he places in front of us all the opportunity yes. to utilize what we're growing in mm -hmm. to affect the kingdom now and the kingdom in the future. Yes. It's plain and simple. We've been yeah. given everything we've been given so that we become who we already are in Jesus Christ. All right. That's, I, I don't know any other no, you know, simple no, way to put it. Yeah. And that yeah. affects us today. And for all of eternity. Yes. And and would you say then in, for us to be transformed into Christ-likeness, uh, we have to have that supernatural power in us. No doubt. To make, help us, like you say, to be who we're supposed have to, to be. Okay. In fact, okay. I, I'll take you to, to mm -hmm. Second Peter very quickly. Mm -hmm. Peter tells us very specifically that Christ transforms us from one character trait Mm -hmm. to the next, from one spiritual virtue to the next. So if you look at simply the fruit of the Spirit, yes. what you're going to get is 
He, he may be transforming our patience. He may be transforming our loving kindness. He may be transforming our self-control. He's transforming those one at a time. Mm-hmm. In fact, 2 Corinthians 3 says, from glory, glory to glory. glory, from character trait, God's character trait, yeah. to God's character trait in us by the power of the Spirit. Spirit. Yes. It's the power of the Spirit working in us. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what he's doing with us. Isn't that incredible? It's, it's eternal. Well, and it's just, you know, there's so much hope and joy in that. You know, when we look at this fallen world and we see the hardships that exist all around us mm-hmm. and we see hopelessness, yes. right? Absolutely. But when we consider the hope that we have in Christ, that we're being transformed into his likeness, that we have the supernatural power to be all that he designed us to be, there's no reason for despair, Mark. Especially given... In, in, yeah. Where, where you just placed it, if mm-hmm. you just take a moment and look at scripturally everything that we have been provided mm-hmm. with, yes, it answers that question, where is God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It's right here, and right he's here. poured it all into me. Yes. He's just yes. simply asking me to avail myself of it mm-hmm. so that I can become who I'm supposed to be. Absolutely. Wow. Well, the reality of Christ's death, his resurrection, his ascension, as I mm-hmm. said, gives us great hope for our future as believers. But just as those events are very real, his promised return to earth is just as real also, Mark. So what difference should that make uh, in our lives, knowing he is coming back? Yes. Uh, It makes a huge difference in our lives. And it makes the difference from this standpoint. You and I don't know. We have the promise of his return. Mm -hmm. The angels said it. He has said it. It is an absolute promise. And, and I will tell you, the first advent, his coming for his birth, and the, the, the fulfillment of prophetic statements that he came mm-hmm. the first time should give us all the confidence in the world that he's coming again. Yes. Because he did it once, and he prophesied it then. He's prophesying it now. He's going to come again. The reality to it is, though, that we don't know when he's coming. What happens if he comes today? Mm. What if he comes tomorrow? Mm-hmm. We, we can lapse into complacency. And a complacency that says, I got all the time in the world. But if I'm truly understanding that I live today to affect tomorrow, that what I do today matters, not only for now, Mm -hmm. but it matters for tomorrow, then what I begin to understand by his promise to return is, number one, I may not have the time that I think I have. There is a sense of urgency that gets placed in me to do what he's called Mm -hmm. me to do. Mm-hmm. But the second thing that happens is because I don't know when I'm when he's going to return, I have to be able to say, I trust you that you're going to lead me to do the things that have that kind of eternal importance. Yes. Second Corinthians 10, uh, excuse me, uh, Ephesians 2.10 says, we're his workmanship mm-hmm. created in Christ Jesus for good mm-hmm. works, which he has prepared beforehand. So mm-hmm. not only has he given us everything we need. He's also given us the good works. Yes. And those good works could be something as simple as a small, gracious work of offering a cup of water to somebody. Mm-hmm. We don't know the impact of those. Mm-hmm. He just asks us to be faithful to do the work that he's already prepared. Walk in the work he's already prepared and yes. let him be the one yes. that deals with what that's going to look like. Um, when Jesus says to us, you're going to stand before me one day and I'm going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Here's what I, my vision for this yeah. is that I want him to also look at me and say, now let me show you what I did 
with what you did. Oh, wow. Yes. And I think there's going to be a monumental awakening for mm. those of us as believers in Jesus Christ, where we're going to be looking for the things that we thought mattered. <laughs> right. And he's going to show us, you missed it. Yeah. This little thing that you did here that you thought was inconsequential, let me mm. show you what I did with that. Yeah. And that means that no small work in this time period, while we're eagerly awaiting the return of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. no small work does he not notice to do something yes. with. Yes. So what's yes. our life to be about? the big works, the small works, while we wait his return, which we have no idea when it's going to be. No, no, no. And that's exciting. Well, it is exciting. It's very exciting. And, and, and the fact that he's not, like you say, he's not only equipped us, he brings opportunities our way. Uh, we make a decision whether or not we'll be available and obedient. Uh, yes. But, but it's, and, and the other, other thing about that too, Mark, how important it is that our heart attitude about what it is we're doing. You know, is it so that I can, uh, you know, have my little checklist and I check it off, I've done this and I've done this, and I, or, well, I'm gonna do this and hopefully all the other Christian brothers and sisters will see me doing this wonderful thing, or is it truly yes. for God's glory? So it does, our, our heart motivation has a, has a role, doesn't it? Well, it has a huge role, especially if you begin to understand the heart of God, mm. because the heart of yeah. God is not necessarily these big, enormous, magnificent yeah. things. The heart of God may be, be obedient to this one small thing mm. because this is what I want to do with it. I want to do this with it. Your role is this. Yes. And if your role and your heart is through your works, through your efforts, through your words to expand my kingdom, I'm going to take that and bless it a hundredfold. I mean, this is the parable of the talents, if you will. Well, it is, yes. So yes. here's 10 and here's five and here's one. Uh -huh. and are you going to use them and invest them and then let me grow them? Or are you going to bury them in the ground? Mm -hmm. If you're going to bury them in the ground, then you really haven't understood the gift I've given you. You really haven't understood that. And what you're more concerned about is you than you are the expansion of my kingdom. Wow, powerful stuff. And we're going to have opportunity next time we're together to get into a little bit, a little of bit more of that. <laughs> but, you know, it, it occurs to me, as always, Mark, that there may be someone listening today who doesn't have the hope that you and I share as believers in Jesus Christ. And would you speak to those friends so that they too would have that opportunity sure. to serve with him for eternity? I think there would be a several things that I would say. Yeah. Um, what we're looking at is in the aftermath of the resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is the thing that brings us salvation, that gives us an eternal home and an eternal place with Christ, with forgiveness that cannot be earned and cannot be lost, that thing that is the work of Jesus Christ. The ascension then says to you and to me, and it says to anybody who doubts or anybody who, who, who just has those nagging situations that says, I just don't know. It says the promises of Jesus Christ are true. And he is in control. He is reigning. He is still caring. He does still love. And by a simple trust and faith in Jesus Christ, you can have the power of the Holy Spirit indwelling you to work on you now and for eternity. Mm -hmm. That the blessings of life in Christ don't just matter today, That's right. they matter for eternity. What I would say is the hope is, and it's the only hope, Christ is sitting where he's supposed to be. He's done what he's supposed to do. Yes. He's completed the work. You have a decision. Your decision is do I trust him or don't I? If I trust him, 
here's what opens up to you. All the ble- all the benefits, all yeah. the goodness, all the glory, all the all the the blessings of what Jesus Christ desires for you. Mm-hmm. And it's let me just tell you, if you thought the the, uh, the disciples were on a roller coaster, <laughs> it is an unbelievable roller coaster of hope and joy and blessing, even Amen. in the midst of difficulties, because you're not ever alone in it. Never, never. Beautifully said. Thank you for sharing that good news. Well, and thank you, our listeners. It's always our prayer that our topics will stir your interest to get into God's Word and to grow in your knowledge and your love for our Savior, Jesus Christ. Also, if you haven't done so, please check out the many, many courses that we offer here at Grace School of Theology so that you have opportunity to expand your own biblical knowledge, and in doing so, your love for Him will grow. You know, you may have friends and family that you would love to hear uh, this podcast to learn about God's amazing grace. We'd ask you to share the podcast. Uh, It's a perfect way to begin those conversations with your family and friends. You know, this podcast is really done for your benefit. So if you have questions about the topics or things that we've talked about today, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your questions, your comments your suggestions, perhaps, for new uh, program ideas. You can send those by email at savinggrace at gsot.edu. You can also tweet us at savinggracecast. We're so glad you've tuned in today. Remember, the love of Christ can never be earned, and it can never be lost. You have been listening to Saving Grace, a podcast ministry of Grace School of Theology. For more information, visit gsot.edu slash saving grace. Views expressed on this podcast may not always be the views of Grace School of Theology or its leadership.